killers, some straight up killers. Sit your ass down and eat dudes for dinner. There's food on my plate cause I'm the breadwinner. Is my ass getting fat cause it ain't getting thinner? Hello and welcome everybody to episode 11 of In My Opinion with Ayo. I am your host, Ayo Zaymar. You guys can call me Z if you'd like. Welcome, welcome. Uh, for those of you listening at home, I do run this podcast live every Sunday on Twitch, twitch.tv forward slash Martian. You guys can always check it out or listen back to the audio or watch old videos on YouTube. Um... Today, I think the title pretty explains it all, like, pretty much explains it all. I I was sick all week, um, just resting. I have no idea. I, I did not really plan anything for this episode. My friend uh, was supposed to come on and talk with me about a couple things, but scheduling and, you know, life happens. So, she will not be on today which is okay. I do. It's okay. So now we just got to work our way around that and figure out what to talk about. Um, like I said, I've been sick. What happened? I thought I legitimately had a heart attack last Saturday. Um, I talked to you about the incident with my doctor the last episode when we were talking about communication and all of that. And Yes, that incident with my doctor was extremely stressful. My heart was like beating out of my chest. The next morning I woke up, pain, just pain, but I thought it was like more of a lung thing going on. Hello, glad to see you too, Ridgie, what is up? I thought it was more like a lung thing that was going on and um, I, don't, I don't know. So I, a week went by and everything was cool. Then Saturday, I woke up Saturday, 3 a.m., same pain, same pain in my chest. I, I did some breathing exercises. I got it to go away really fast. And then I went back to sleep because I was like, okay, the pain is gone. I woke back up. I took my dogs out for a walk like I usually do when I wake up in the morning. And by the time I got back into my apartment, there was just a pain shooting up from my wrist, my left wrist, into my left arm, like all the way up my left arm, into my chest. It was just pain, pain, pain. I was like, what is going on? Hey, Christian, hello and welcome. Just pain in my chest. I was like, okay, left side of my arm, like my left arm is hurting, my chest is now hurting, up into the left side, like up my left side of my neck, up into the left part of my jaw I was like, I don't know what is going on. I called 911. They were like, you're not having a heart attack but because your blood pressure is normal, but your heart rate is 130. So I have no idea what's going on. I can't get to see the doctor really um, until Thursday, this Thursday. That's the soonest they could see me, which is okay. I have many, uh, I know all of my options in case there's an emergency and all of that, but holy crap. So I've been focused like so much on my health this week. I don't know if it's my lungs or if I have a lung infection because I've been smoking since I was 14, you guys, if you don't know, and I pretty much have not taken a break at all, really. 
maybe like a couple weeks here and there. I don't smoke cigarettes anymore. I haven't smoked them um, in about like 10 years, but I, I still smoke weed. That changed. Uh, I know I've been talking that talking about quitting smoking weed because I don't think there's anything wrong with it. I, I do um, I do believe in the medicinal value of marijuana, but for somebody like me, I have an addictive personality. I have an oral fixation, so whenever I'm stressed, that's what I want to do. I just want to keep smoke. I just want to smoke, 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 and um, yeah, that changed. That that definitely changed this week. I quit smoking weed. I still will hit the CBD pen, but as far as like burning actual flour, smoking from my pipe, smoking a joint, bong, whatever, I am, I'm done. I'm done. Yesterday, I thought I was feeling the best yesterday. I had absolutely no pain. And I was like, okay, cool. At the end of the night, I was like, you know what? It's been a long week. Yesterday was a really crazy day. And I was like, I'll just smoke a little weed right before I go to bed. And guess what? My chest started hurting not too long afterwards. So I'm still kind of up in the air as to whether or not it is my lungs versus my heart because when you smoke, it tends to elevate your heart rate as well. I got, um, I'm not wearing it right now. It's charging. I got a, a little Fitbit tracker to track my heart rate. So yeah, I do notice that when I did smoke, my heart rate did go up. So I don't know. And if it is with my heart, my diet hasn't been that great, you guys. My diet has not been that great since lockdown because at the beginning, I was afraid to even touch produce. I was like, dude, people are sitting here touching that stuff. It sounds very much like a panic attack. Yes, cow, the cow on wheels. That's what everyone was saying, that it could have been a panic attack. But the thing is, is like, um, I, I was speaking more in depth with this. To my with my brother because he is going to school for um going back to school doing medicine stuff and he was like yeah it sounds like a panic attack that because also friday night let me backtrack here friday before the saturday when this this big event happened where i actually thought i was having the heart attack i was almost in a car accident so everything was fine, 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 fine. Then Friday, I'm almost in a car accident. Saturday, 3 a.m., I wake up and, you know, my chest is just like, ah. So they think it might be like my stress, anxiety, everything that's been going on in the world has definitely been causing me stress. <laughs> if you don't know, if you haven't um, realized that, but yeah, all that stress, then the doctor incident, then the car accident. So they're like, maybe your heart was just like really overworked and it was bringing on the symptom. Like you could definitely feel it. I, I have no idea. So I'm waiting till Thursday to go and get everything checked out. I feel like it's the longest, this is the longest wait of my life, but that's okay. Um, let me read here in the chat. Mr. Lister, wait, what the fuck? Every time I try to join, it tells me you're offline. That is so weird. I don't know why it does that. And hello, and hello, you guys. So, 
yeah trying to get all that figured out i haven't been eating good though i noticed that i stopped eating like all the green stuff that i was eating because coronavirus at the very beginning of this when i went to the grocery store all the produce was like not choice it was not choice it definitely was like the stuff it looked mashad. Most of it was gross, bruising. It was ugh, it was not the best. So I was just eating whatever whatever was available, and I did notice, like right before all that stuff happened, I ate a cheeseburger. My chest was feeling kind of tight. So not only did I quit smoking this week, I changed my diet completely. I have been on just. I mean, the produce has gotten better, so out there, just eating salads, um, avoiding any, 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 um, anything with, gosh, it's like on the tip of my tongue, sugar, any processed sugars, any processed foods, I'm trying to avoid, and definitely, I notice that I am starting to feel better, I read that garlic, one, garlic is, I've always taken garlic if I've, I'm sick over antibiotics because garlic is nature's antibiotic. It kills all the bad stuff while leaving all the good stuff in you because antibiotics are just going to kill everything. Like the antibiotics you get from the doctor kills everything. It kills all the bacteria, good and bad. Garlic just kills the bad bacteria. I found out though that garlic does it does melt away blood clots. Um, so, blood clots. Why Why am I concerned about blood clots? Um, well, coronavirus is going around. I read that they were doing autopsies on the people who died to go ahead and further learn about the virus and how it affects the body. And what they found was that there was blood clots in every single and almost every single organ which is unusual um also they were finding pieces of bone marrow in places that it usually isn't i don't think that i had corona or anything like that but just in case because my brain is my brain and it's it goes a little too far whatever way with its thoughts sometimes so I was like yeah let me do that plus I haven't been eating healthy plus this week I haven't really been as active I've been laying down a lot and when you're laying down a lot you're not moving your blood your blood needs that movement it needs to exercise in order to flow properly and stuff like that when you're not moving you're sitting stagnant your blood it, that gives it the opportunity to form blood clots um, I know there's other ways that blood clots, but yeah, when you're inactive, it does that. So I've been just trying to take some garlic, eat garlic. I've been drinking vinegar because raw apple cider vinegar, you guys, because vinegar it helps kind of thin the blood and get it moving through. I have no idea what's going on. So I'm just like, let me take all this stuff. I got some turmeric things because turmeric is supposed to be really good for your blood also and for your heart. I found this Arjuna, or I'm not sure how it's pronounced, Arjuna bark supplement pill thing. Apparently Arjuna is 
really good with helping to improve the function, the functions of your heart muscles. So um, I haven't taken that yet just because I want to kind of um, just see how the garlic and the vinegar and just like slowly working in exercise and my diet and not smoking. I want to see how that affects me first before I start adding all in all way more things, things I've never taken before. I've never taken Arjuna before. So I just want to make sure my body is as balanced as it can be right now before I start adding new things to it. Because a lot of people, a lot of people just go out and they're just like, oh, this is the cure, this, 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 if I take this, this, and this. Meanwhile, your body might still have like a bunch of um, things still in it that can cause a negative reaction to these new things that you're putting into it. So be mindful of that. Let's see here. But also, yes, it amplifies, weed is great, but it also amplifies your mind's um, status. Yes, exactly. Cowan wheels. And especially when you don't know what's going on, like you're smoking and you get this thought like, oh my God, you could, if you're not careful, you could get stuck on that thought and it could just like increase your anxiety and definitely increase your heart rate on top of already increasing your heart rate. Um, so I talked to my parents and let's just say I got thrown out of the house and leave it at that. Oh my gosh, Mr. Lister, I am so sorry. I had no idea that you were having an argument with your parents or maybe if you mentioned it in the last stream, I am so sorry, you guys. My mind has definitely just been on my health this week and that is pretty much it. Yes, maybe just somatize, yeah. Take some time to really focus on your well-being and continue doing things that make you feel relaxed. A lot of our health issues are interconnected with our levels of cortisol due to the stress we harbor. Yes, yes, Cosmic Indigo. Thank you so much for sharing that. Thank you, you guys. Yes, stress is a huge factor. Um, Mental health definitely plays into your physical health, so it is very necessary to find something that brings your stress levels down. My friend Demi, who was on a previous episode, voice recording on a previous episode, the one who is a licensed um, therapist, she told me to watch fish, even just YouTube fish aquarium watching fish just swim back and forth helps actually um, lower your blood pressure and relieve stress which I found very interesting because for a while I had fish and I swear all I sometimes I could just sit there and just watch them and watch them and watch them and watch them and hours would go by and I had no idea. I was just like so into just watching. It's so mesmerizing and just like getting into their little world and wondering what they're doing and seeing them like do all this stuff. I had fish and um, I would feed them by hand these little worms. 
they, they, it was, it was a good time. I was thinking maybe I should get fish again, but also with everything that's going on, I, I feel like my plants, my plants, um, have been a very good stress reliever, so I don't need fish. Um, I have my plants to look at and take care of, and that is very meditative in itself because um, if you don't know, plants, they're living. They are alive, you guys. Plants are alive if you are not aware of that. They don't have, like, eyeballs. They can't really, you know, verbally express themselves, like, audibly, but they are alive. Living beings, they produce energy. They give off energy, and... Um, when I'm around my plants, I would like my energy to either match theirs or um, just be very positive and um, loving. I try to bring a very positive, loving energy around my plants because I feel like too much negative energy around them, you bring too much stress around them, you're sitting there, you're like you're tending to your garden and you're just angry about it. Like, that energy gets passed on to them. I'm not sure if you guys have seen the video that's out there of the person, the study they did. People have done many studies like this where they take, like, three plants, give one just positive energy, they give one neutral energy, and they give one negative energy. So the positive energy one, they're, like, telling it all the time, you're such a beautiful plant. Thank you so much. I love you. You know, the neutral one, they don't really tell it anything. They just leave it be and let it just be on its own. The one, the negative energy, they're just like, you suck. You're a terrible plant. I hate you. And guess what? The one with the positive energy actually grew substantial. It was thriving you could tell it was happy it was healthy the one with the neutral energy yes it was still healthy but it wasn't as big as the um as the positive energy one and then the negative energy plant is just sitting here it's still alive but it's just in bad shape it looks terrible you guys and that energy not only affects plants but it affects us too because human beings we are living things we are living creatures we give off energy whether you realize it or not i know a lot of people can sense the energy from others when they're around them people are sensitive to that but there are still some people who are still learning or unaware of the energy they put out so hanging out with my plants has definitely definitely been keeping my stress levels down. Um, let me look here at the chat. Yes, been there, done that. Yeah, I got a place of my own now. It's fine since I'm not allowed to do anything. It's just too much, you know. Mr. Lister, that actually sounds probably like the best thing because let me tell you, when it seems like our life is falling apart, when it seems like you know, like you said, you had to talk with your parents and ultimately they kicked you out. And yes, that can seem like a really stressful, scary situation. You have no idea what to do, but now you got a place of your own. And um, 
to me that's kind of like a positive thing it feels scary but the universe will force us to change if we don't change ourselves you can't just sit there and just you'll be miserable your whole life if you're just sitting there in your parents house and just like doing everything that they say and want have to like obey their rules constantly especially if their household is extremely strict and um they don't allow for anything so natural world i'm homeless i am so sorry definitely homelessness is a huge huge problem in in this world and um i'm so sorry to hear that but i hope that you are still able to stay positive and stay hopeful and um are safe out there i'm not sure what state you live in but i know a lot of states do have um places for the homeless to go to get medical treatment. I know in in California, if you cannot afford insurance, at the very least, you can get a green card, not a green card like to get into, you know, America, but it's, it's a green, I think it's called the family pack card. And you're at least able to go and see the doctor for when I didn't have insurance, and I first moved here, I was homeless. Okay. And I'll just put it out there. I lived in a van. I was homeless. I made like, yeah, it took me a while to find a job. And yeah, I could not afford insurance. (laughs) But I did find out that the family pack card, I could go and take it and use it and at least get my my womanness checked out. I know guys can go and get that too if you if you're having any kind of issues. I know that even some places that take the family pack um card will see you for like a physical and do that. I'm not sure where you live. I'm not sure what kind of programs out there, but I do I do hope that you are safe. And I'm really sorry about your situation. Um You are a really good person, my friend. Thank you so much, Darren. Pizza, my BFF. Thank you. Like, why are parents like this? I'm an adult. I'm not a young... Okay, Mr. Lister, why are parents like this? Let me tell you something. And it, it, if your parents... um, Yeah, your parents, they will always, always see you as their child. Me, I feel like I will always be 16 years old to my parents. I I will always be their child. And my mom, when all of this, my health issues are started, and um, my dad, one, I told my dad about it because he was calling me and all this other stuff, and he was with my mom. He was sitting right next to my mom, and I was like, this happened today. You know, I, I had to call 911. The paramedics were here and everything like that. And my dad's like, oh my gosh, okay, he, he told me, he's like, just rest, keep your feet up, you know, try and just put some meditation music on, get some aromatherapy going, drink lots of water. And I was like, okay, cool. I assumed he was going to tell my mom. No, he did not. He didn't tell my mom because he didn't want her to worry. And days went by. And then I finally, I FaceTime my mom and 
I could tell my mom had no idea because she's just like, she wasn't asking me anything about my health. And I was like, dude, mom, do you know that I, I thought I had a heart attack this weekend? She's like, what? Um, and then immediately she was like, please just maybe you don't want to come here. You don't want to come and stay with us, please, because we're so far away and, you know, we can't take care of you and all of this. My parents, they, they love me. You know, they love me so much. I know this. I know for a fact that they love me so much. But they still treat me like I'm 16 years old. Whenever I see them, it's so stressful. Um, a couple of Christmases ago, I went to go and visit. And they were like, oh, you can use a car. Because they, they had two cars. I was like, okay, you can borrow one of our cars if you need to. Then I get there and it turned into this huge issue. No, you can't. Da 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 da. Blah 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 blah. We'll drive you. We'll drive you here. We'll drive. I was like, oh my god, I don't want you guys to drive me anywhere because I'm trying to go Christmas shopping for you. That's why I try to secure everything in the beginning before I even came here. It's so stressful to be around my parents. And I told my mom, I was like, I cannot, I will not go there right now. She's like, why? And I was like, because if it is my heart and it is that, then I cannot be around you guys because it will literally <laughs> send me into the hospital. Like, they know that. <laughs> they know that. We, we would butt heads all the time because they want, they want what they think is best for me and I want what I think is best for myself and the thing is is my parents aren't with me 24 7 so do they ultimately know what's best for me no but they are parents and they have lived longer than i have and made some of the same mistakes that i have but ultimately like i have to go through those things on my own to figure out whether or not it's for me and some parents, they definitely just want to protect you from all that. They don't ever want you to go out there and experience anything bad because they just want to protect you from the world. And oh my gosh, I, I told my parents, I was like, look, I cannot, I love you guys so much and I know that you love me and all you want to do is take care of me and I appreciate that. But look, I am almost, this was um, I'm 30, I'm over 30 years old and I need to be an adult and I need to do these things on my own because you guys will not always be there for me to fix my problems, to hold my hand, to do all this stuff. And I need to do this on my own because I need to be a successful adult. I need to be my, I need to learn all these things. If, if you just keep doing these things for me, I'll never know what to do and then you guys are going to die and then I'm just going to be left alone and I'm going to be like, what the fuck? Because I won't know anything. And that really, it like a light bulb went on in my dad's head and he was like, wow, you know, you're right and I'm really proud of you for realizing that. And I was just like, I'm not, I will not go back to your house. <laughs> Even though it's, sometimes I'm sitting here and I'm just like, man... I hear people, you know, oh, I had to move back in with my parents and this and that. And I'm just like, and they're upset. It's like, it's, you know, if, you, if you're put into that situation where you have to just appreciate that your parents love you enough to even let you back in because there are parents out there who won't and they won't and they'll just let you struggle. And, um, but yeah, 
making it on your own and getting out of your parents' house, it seems like a huge thing, but um, ultimately it teaches you a lot and parents won't ever change. Trust me, they won't. They won't ever stop treating you like their child because you will always be their child. And they always, they just, they will always see you as a child even when you are an adult and I know this because I have I've had friends many different ages I am friends with people of all ages um my friends who are older than me whose parents are still alive they sit here and they vent to me about oh my god why my friend who's like over 50 years old his dad came to visit and was like I don't understand why my dad still treats me like I'm 15 <laughs> his dad's like oh my gosh you why don't you wash the dishes why aren't you he's just like I don't understand my dad still treats me like I'm 15 and I'm like it never ends it's a never-ending thing and that's the thing I know that when I am an adult and I if I ever have kids if I'm ever in a an adult parent with children I will probably also see my kids when they are adults as children still um I could see that I could see that because it's like it's your baby that's your baby even when they're like 50 year old adult children but that's still your baby you guys um it's very hard for a parent to like accept that their child's is an adult it's a very emotional thing and my dad does not like to be emotional and I know a lot of parents who are um, from the baby boomer generation also do not like to be very emotional because that is the society they were brought up in it was um, you're weak you're weak if you cry you're weak if you're emotional you're weak if you're this so they just try to stay strong but yeah that it definitely comes out um, <laughs> definitely comes out as them treating you as a baby all the time. Like, it's like EBT, um, food stamps, but medical and everything. Yes, yes, exactly. I'm from India. I am new here. Hello, Toothless, and thank you so much. Welcome, welcome. This podcast is a little bit just crazy and all over the place. I didn't have a set topic today because I was more focused on my health this week, but I am feeling a lot better today, and yes, this is not typically how the podcast is, but today, that's okay. I do not mind. I do not mind. Um, hey, big OG, how are you? Natural world. Yeah, I actually ran away from my family, been out of the picture for two years now. Um... That's okay. That's okay. If, if you ran away, there was, it sounds like the, there was a reason. And um, I honestly, I wish you nothing but all the love and healing from any emotional traumas or just trauma that you went through with your family. It does take a lot of time to heal from things like that. But I hope you I hope you find forgiveness. I hope you heal and I hope 
I wish you nothing but safety and luck in all of your future endeavors, honestly. Because it takes, it takes a lot. It takes a lot to do something like that. Um, my dad is, like, not too strict, but my mom is, like, I can't have friends over, cousins. I can't even stay past 11. Like, are you kidding me? You were with me being... Um, you're okay with me being deployed for, like, three years, but I can't do these simple things. Wow, yeah. Yeah, it sounds like... Um, sounds like she is pretty strict. And maybe, you know what? She became even more stricter because you were deployed. And maybe while you were deployed, it, it caused her so much stress because think about it, you are her baby and now you're out there and who knows what's going to happen to you. And now you come back and all she wants to do is just like hold you so tight and keep you so safe to the point where you cannot have anyone over. Or maybe that's just how she wants her house. Or maybe that's, she. it sounds like she has a lot of things in that she's keeping, that she's internalizing, and it's coming out like that. So, um, who knows? Because the only way you're going to know is if, one, you ask her, like, Mom, what's really going on? Why, why can't I have anyone over? Why, even my cousins, why can't I stay out past 11? I don't understand. Mom, what's going on? You know? That's one way to figure out what's going on with her. Another way is if you just like wait for her to tell you. But the thing is, like maybe she'll she might never tell you. Even if you ask her, she might never tell you. Um, but it does sound like that she's she has a lot going on inside and is um, projecting it onto you. I love your new hairstyle. Looks great. Oh, thank you so much. Thank you. Why do parents want us to live with them so bad? Oh, because they want to take care of us forever. That's all they want to do is just coddle us and keep us under glass, it seems like. Some parents don't. Some parents are like, they understand. They understand, you know, the ebbs and flows of life. They understand the growing and the pains and the things that we go through. They understand that we need these experiences. They, you know, but yeah, a lot of parents, just they want to keep us so safe because they know how dangerous the world is. And they're like, no, that will not happen to my child. But guess what? If you just keep your child in the under glass, they will not be this successful adult that you want them to because they will not obtain or learn any of these necessary life skills that make you a successful adult. You need to, you know, hear rejection. You need to hear no because no is a word that exists in this world. Not everyone is going to like you. you. Some parents, that's all they want to do is just always just feed them, feed them, feed them. And it's like sometimes you got to be a little bit realistic. You got to be like, okay, you know what? You're an amazing person, but go out into the world. Bring your gift to the world, and if, if people, you will hear no. Like, some people don't prepare their children for the word no. Some people don't um, acknowledge the fact or, or mention to their child that, yes, there are people out there who are going to reject you. Some people are just like, you know, um, they get angry. Oh, they don't like my child, da 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 da, -da, -da. And, and they try to, like, force that person to, like, like their child and 
No. You need to hear the word no. You need to go out there and try to make it on your own. You need to, you know, be independent for a little bit. Um, move out. Struggle paying your bills. Reassess your financial situation. Learn how to save money. You need to do all these things and you're not just going to like do them. It's not just automatic. It's not just like, oh, you go out there and you're just like, yep, I got all my bills in order. I got all my finances in check because guess what? Um, there are parents out there who don't teach their children financial responsibility. My dad told me, he was like, don't ever get a credit card because they will ruin your life. So growing up, I was like, I will never get a credit card because it ruins my life. And then guess what? I had really terrible credit and it was like, how do I fix that? I have to get a credit card in order to build my credit back up. Why did I have terrible credit? Because an issue with my school happened. Um, apparently my student loans came out. I was unaware of this because I was told that they would not come out for X amount of months and apparently they did way before I was told it would come out. So that's X amount of months I'm not paying towards my student loans. And my student loans are not just like one thing. The way they were broken up, it looks like 16 different accounts. So now that looks like I'm not paying for 16 different things. And my credits went from like 700s down to the 300s in a matter of months just because it looked like 16 different and did I call my parents uh, yes my parents could honestly probably my dad probably could have just fixed it he loves to do it he loves to tell me just call this place up and give me you know authorization to talk for you because he loves to just like fix all my problems but the thing is is when he's fixing all my problems I'm not learning how to fix anything and what happens if this happens again and my dad is not there? So did I call him? No, I didn't. What did I do? I called the school instead. I called every place that I could. I went ahead and was just like, look, this is the first time I'm ever dealing with this. Please, can somebody explain to me what is going on? I got everything fixed. I had to get a credit card. I had to build my credit back up. And guess what? It's almost back to where it is. It has taken me a few years to correct the mistake that happened in a few months, okay? Um, yeah. Parents, if you are a parent, please understand, like, I know how much you want to protect your child from the world, how you want them to live and learn from your mistakes, but honestly, your mistakes, like, these things that you're trying to teach them and you're just telling them they're just they're just like stories and a lot of times when we hear a story we don't see how it applies to our actual life or how um how we can really really absolutely 100 percent learn from just this story some people are some people are able to learn from somebody else's mistakes but As many of us know, you hear something, you go through it yourself. And you make your own mistakes because we're all different. We are all different. 
you guys. I keep saying this throughout every single episode, but we are. So what didn't work for them might work for you. This and that and this and that. Yeah, there's some things it's like, you know, um, I cut my arm off one day. Let me tell you something. Like, don't ever cut your arm off because it fucking hurts like shit. Like, if someone told me that, like, yeah, I definitely, I would never want to just, like, cut my arm off to, you know, it, see what that experience is like. Like, oh, no. Like, you know, things like that. But things like don't ever get a credit card. Don't tell your children to never get a credit card because you're just setting them up for failure. Tell them why a credit card is necessary in the world. Look. A credit card, you have a spending limit of so much. Guess what? You will have to eventually pay that back. But if you keep making your payments on time and you pay it off within a certain amount of time, it actually helps your credit in the future. You can go and buy whatever you want because you got great credit. The banks will give you all these loans because you got great credit. They will not hesitate. They will not question it. They're like, oh, this person, this person, it, a credit card pr pretty much like shows that you are responsible and you can make payments on time. All right. It's not evil. It's not, you know, something that's going to destroy your life. It's only going to destroy your life if you don't use it responsibly. Um, yes. Hello. Hello. And what's up? Love your top. So cute. Thank you so much, you guys. Daddy's little girl. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I, I feel I'm so grateful because my parents, I, we've had crazy dynamics. Family, inside the home, it's, it's crazy. Inside your home, it's crazy. But ultimately, I know my parents, at the end of the day, they love me. They love me so much. And I, that I am extremely grateful for. But they definitely are the kind of parents who are like, just want to coddle me and keep me under glass and protect me from the world because I am their precious baby. And I'm just like, no, I don't want to fail at life. Please let me live. Um, tooth, I was diagnosed with bipolar type two. My episode lasted for almost one week. Happiest moments in my entire life. I suck at English. No, 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 don't worry. Your English is great. It's great. Um, bipolar disorder. Guess what? I have bipolar too. I'm bipolar too. I think it's type two or type one. I can't remember. I was, it was a long time ago. I was diagnosed and I'm just like, all right, I just know I'm bipolar. Um, I'm pretty sure it's two though. It's okay. Now that you know this, be aware of your moods, be aware of yourself of what's going on inside of you um, because there are things and exercises that you can do to help you regulate your moods. A lot of people would never believe that I was bipolar because I have actually learned how to control my moods and at least keep me somewhere that seems a little bit more stable. I don't take any medication. I do not recommend that for everyone though because not taking medication is a... It can be really bad for you. 
all right? The dealing with your brain that and all these emotions and um, mood disorders like depression, bipolar, um, things like that. I would not recommend just throwing away your medication if you're on it. I would not. Just because I say I'm not on medication, I would not recommend that for you. I would go ahead and talk with your therapist, with your doctor, and let them know that you are you you might be considering it. Um, but ultimately, just know that if you do end up not being on medication, it is a very hard, hard road to um, walk. It's not easy. That is for sure. Um, it takes a lot of mental strength. Your brain is a muscle. So you need to work it out. I told myself a long time ago, these are my feelings. These are my emotions. These are my moods. I will be in control. This is my brain. This is my mind. I will be in control and not the other way around. I'm going to be in control. It's like a wild beast and I am the tamer. And yeah, if you catch a wild, a, a lion in the wild, you think you guys are going to be best friends at first? You think it's going to be the greatest thing? Some wild, just a lion, like you, lion. And you see it out there in the wild and it's just like, you guys going to be best friends at first? No. It's going to try to eat you? Yeah. Attack you? Oh, yes. But with exercises, with that energy that you put out and learning yourself and learning about all this stuff, learning about the lion and how to um, tame it, it's a lot of work and it is not easy and it is, it took me years, you guys, let me think. 26, wait, 16, 31, 15 years. It took me 15 years to reach this point. All right? It's not hard. I can tell, I mean, it's not easy. I can tell you it's really fucking hard because I still, I still struggle. But at the same time, I know. I was reading that a lot of um, a lot of people who have a higher IQ or emotional intelligence, even um, not just actual intelligence, but emotional intel intelligence, um, those people have a harder time physically expressing themselves, and that physical expression helps get that energy out. So when I'm upset, if I feel my moods like changing. I find positive ways to express them emotionally and physically. If I'm getting angry, what am I going to do? Am I going to sit here and did a fight with somebody? No, because that's not a positive thing to do, to fight with somebody. What am I going to do? I'm going to sit in my car by myself. I'm going to scream all the lyrics to every song that comes on until I feel all of that just release because if you're not doing those things even though you talk about them even though you're like all right i'm angry right now you know what 
what can I do? I'm just going to sit here until my anger goes away, I guess, or just sit here until my mood changes. You're not doing anything productive to get that energy out. So, yeah, like I was telling, um, I, I was speaking with Darren out of the podcast, Pete's and my BFF. I'm sorry, I'm bringing this up right now, but I was telling her when I'm angry, what do I do? I punch. I just I punch things. I punch my pillow. I was so when my moods really only change now or become extreme right before I get my period the weeks before because my hormones are changing. My hormones are going crazy and it comes out. So what did I do? I was punching a notebook the other day. Why? Because it's a notebook. It's a piece. It's a a pack of paper. It's not going to hurt anybody and I'm just and then what I do, I'm like driving in my car and everything around me was just like triggering me. And I was like, ah. so what I do, I put up my music, put it on full blast. And I'm sitting here, I'm just screaming it out loud. I'm like, ah, and then eventually that energy, it gets released. It gets, it, it pours out of you that way instead of just staying with you. Um, so your English is not bad. Don't say that you suck because you don't know English. That's okay. The thing is, your English is great for somebody who doesn't know English, and you should recognize that. All right? And, um, yeah. Good luck with everything. I know that um, you'll be fine. Ultimately. There might be days, weeks, months, where it seems like everything is impossible. But know that life isn't just a steady current, all right? It flows. It's up and it's down. It's not always going to be down, okay? Because it has to eventually go back up. But if we're sitting here just thinking we're always down, it's going to always feel down here, all right? Just know. When I'm up here and everything's good, I, I know, I know. I'm like, all right something's gonna happen and it's going to you know seem like the end of the world but i know that ultimately that too will pass and i will be back up here again um yeah i love that tattoo on your hand thank you so much you guys i love her um oh i love her feet i'm gonna get it tattooed on my chest um i had a credit card when i was 18 credit now is one a 790 um yeah, it goes back down when you when the credit runs, but guess what? Um, it quickly goes back up from there. When they run your credit, your score does tend to go down, but um, that's something that's like it it goes back up. So that's that's not really an issue. Um, you can even get deals on cars with high credit. Yes, yes, yes. Eight grand, you got eight grand off. Yeah, exactly. I swear 80% of people that say they're bipolar, um, I swear 80% of people say that they are bipolar on the internet. Um, minute med. Yeah, because mental health, like that, that's a, a serious thing. And it affects everyone. And the more we express that and show it and say it out loud, um, and just say, hey, you know, I was diagnosed with it. I was da da da. It just, it normalizes it in a sense and it's like it does not affect just like it it can affect anyone and it affects more people than we realize you know just like depression 
some people, they never feel it. But guess what? It affects way more people than we realize. It affects way more than just these people. There's a lot of people who walk around with what they call as walking depression, um, I think. Waking depression? I, I thought it was called walking depression. You pretty much just walk around and you're just, you look happy and you look great and you, you seem fine. On the outside, nobody can tell that you're depressed. But on the inside, they're hurting. And some people don't know how to express what's going on in the inside so they just wear this mask and um that's really unhealthy how are you today i'm doing good you guys um i'm just reading through here i got about eight minutes left of this podcast so just want to get through everyone's questions and comments Um, do you have a belly piercing? No, I don't. Clip it and ship it. <laughs> what? Hello, hello, you guys. Um, you spit in some knowledge. Thank you. You can't control your emotions. You got to trick your mind to be happy. The thing is, is like we're, we're humans. We are mammals. We have all these animal instincts inside of us because we are animals. We are mammals. And my idea is that religion was brought about originally to help us move to a higher consciousness and escape these animalistic behaviors and tendencies you know um obviously religion has evolved into what it is but ultimately i feel like that's why it came about and um it's not that you trick your mind to be happy or uh, but like I said in a past episode, like these animalistic behaviors, like you can't, they can't disappear. Like you can't make them go away ultimately, but you can tame them. You can tame them. Um, you can't make them go away completely, but you can tame them. And that's, it's not tricking your mind to be happy. It's essentially just like, reprogramming your brain to see negative situations or see this and see all these other things and as good as positive see how it works with your life see how it doesn't work with your life um and to take those situations and learn how to um process them and emote them and do that in a, in a way that um, doesn't hurt anybody or yourself. We in the Matrix, humans or aliens, <laughs> evolved from the nocturnal mammal creature that we're hiding um, from lions. Evolved from tiny nocturnal mammal creatures that we're hiding from, yeah, exactly. We are. We are mammals, first and foremost. We are animals. And we are humans. But ultimately, yeah, we do have those animalistic behaviors, those animalistic tendencies. Even with like mood disorders in the brain and everything like that, bipolar disorder, depression, um, schizophrenia and things like that, they say that only X amount of our brain is open. And to me, it's like, since we're all different, 
not everyone is going to have the same parts of their brain open. People are going to have different parts open and different, you know, things like that. And that's how I ultimately feel with these disorders. It's not, you know, that there's something wrong with you. It's that there's different parts of your brain open. I know that um, people with like depression are, are missing the certain synapses in their brains that connect to the things that, um, that kind of send the serotonin into the places that you need them to make your brain happy. And the medicines that you take can, I feel like they ultimately help with that. But also there's things like, like I mentioned before, psilocybin. People um, can take psilocybin in small doses enough to where you don't where you don't trip. Because if you don't know, psilocybin is the thing that makes you trip in mushrooms. Okay, the magic mushrooms, you guys. Um, just a little bit, not enough to even make you trip. But people who have depression and bipolar disorder and things like that. The psilocybin helps to regrow the synapses in your brain that you're missing to where you eventually don't need to take it or anything anymore. Um, but that's something, something they don't, that's not really popular to talk about because um, big pharma is a thing and people make money off of pills. People make money off of people being continuously sick. They don't make money when everybody is cured. So... Are humans the same as gorillas? Um, almost, you know, we share a lot of the same things. I can use foul language. Um, what? All right, Elon Musk is saving everyone. All right. My brain is 100% closed. King Crimson, obviously not because you are, I feel like your brain's a little bit more open than most people that I've talked to just because you know a lot of things that are going on in the world and happening around you and you're also open to learning about new things. As long as you're open to learning about new things, your brain is not closed, all right? <laughs> people who don't want to learn anything and they think that they they know everything and there's nothing left to learn, their brains are closed, all right? That is a closed brain. But this is the last two minutes of the podcast. I have a timer here that's letting me know. Um, for those of you watching, I will be back in about 30 minutes or so to do the AMA. I'm going to go ahead and just keep it as relaxed as possible. I know I mentioned my health earlier, so I'm just going to do some plant maintenance. I have a Nepenthes that needs to be repotted, so I will be teaching you guys about that. In the AMA so please join me I'll be back here in about 30 minutes um, for those of you listening at home thank you guys so much like I said I am live here on twitch every Sunday around 12 30 p.m. Pacific Standard Time um, you guys are free to join me that's twitch.tv forward slash Iose Martian thank you thank you so much this is episode 11 Next week, episode 12, I have no idea still what I'm talking about, but um, I'm going to keep it on the lighter side unless something crazy happens in the world. And of course, we're going to be talking about that. But thank you guys so much. I love you. Please be safe out there. All right.